Welcome to the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Presented by Suburban Leisure Center. The place with the big red chair. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. All right, folks, Scott Mosby here. Two more hours, home improvement, everything pertinent to you, your home, your safety, <clears throat> any of the projects you're building, whether it's a doghouse or a skyscraper, we can talk about it right here. Skyscraper's a little bit out of my uh, purview, but anything residential, even if it's 18 stories, 23 stories up on the top, I can pretty much help you somehow. 314-436-7900. 314-436-7900. Now our only phone number. Because we don't need 800 anymore, you can pretty much get a phone to call from anywhere to anywhere. 314-436-7900. Scott Mosby here. Two more hours. We go up till 1 o'clock with your retirement professionals. Lots of things happening in the loo. Uh, Nonetheless, uh, even with the Cardinals, Hoo-ha! There we go. The cards are hot today. Uh, and we're going into hour two. So bring on the phone calls. Let's get started. I've got some very patient callers I'm going to get right to here on the phone. Let's talk with my friend Jim. Good morning, Jim. Thanks for calling KMWX. And how can I help you, sir? Good morning, Scott. Thanks for taking my call. I I have a, um, a existing... Um, we had a screened-in porch, and what we're going to do, we want to raise the floor. It steps down two steps, and what we want to do is make it into a four-season room. And there is a uh, existing slab of concrete there, and um, my concern is if we uh, extend the floor out to the same height, so it's going to be about 15 inches, we're raising the floor up, and we're putting floor joists out, and we're going to, in essence, uh, create like a crawl space almost like underneath there. Is there a, do we need to put a moisture barrier or something down on top of the existing concrete before we cover it up with the floor joists? Or will that uh, be yeah, fine yes, the way it you, is? You need a vapor barrier. So it's a piece of, it's usually six mil, which is a thick polyethylene sheet. So this okay. is the similar as if you were going to pour a concrete slab. So a patio doesn't need anything. Moisture coming through it is just fine. But you will create, as you described, you will create a kind of a crawl space or a cavity that Correct. you want to limit the amount of moisture from the bottom, the sides, yes. and the top. The, uh, the the sides will be insulated because we have to put a little short wall up first, and then that's going to be insulated uh, down to the concrete. But it's just right. basically the uh, fl- moisture probably coming up through the floor. Um, yes. And yes. there is an existing indoor-outdoor carpet on it. Why Should I remove that and put that moisture barrier on that? Yeah, I would. I'd do the best you can just so your plastic stays down, you know, pretty well. Uh, but you can lay your plates, um, your treated lumber plates, everything on this crawl space from floor joist space has to be treated lumber because it will be subject to moisture. Ah, okay. Oh, so yeah. I, I, <laughs> I probably should not use um, um, eye joist then? No. The, uh, no. Those um, plywood uh, joists, I think they're no. what they're called. I, I love iJoyce, but unless you can get it all out of treated lumber, which the problem is the treated lumber and all the glue for putting those things together, they don't play well together in the sandbox. So Ah, they're they're hard to find, and if you do find them, they're going to be really pricey. Mm really costly okay so that just uh my uh just by insulating the the outside walls and putting that uh moisture barrier down and using treated lumber i should be fine when i close it all in 
Not quite. I'm about halfway done here. Um, okay. And frankly, <laughs> when you insulate those walls on the three sides or you know whatever you have on this three season, yeah. Uh, yeah. I would oddly enough <clears throat> this because I consider this to be below grade um, construction. Everything from your yeah. floor down, I mm-hmm. would use a either the blue styrofoam uh, foam insulation cut in between or nailed on the inside surface of the stud cavities um, uh, right on like a siding only on the inside instead of the or you can you can actually put it on the outside as a, a moisture and waterproof kind of barrier on the outside you will need to ventilate this crawl space so you need uh, vents on both sides or into each joist space you see what I mean so how you would have to vent that from the outside? From the outside to the outside. It's it's just like building a crawl space where you build it out of concrete blocks and one of the block cavities turns out to be a vent. So you're going to need at least two vents on that floor joist structure. And if it's 20 inches high or 16 inches, your floor joists are only going to be about 12. So you should be there should be about a four-inch cavity down near that plastic concrete uh, that yeah. plastic level in the concrete for ventilation and it, it does it, using treated lumber on all of that and foam on the outside and i'd probably just put foam on the outside you know one inch or two inch foam um because it's uh it is moisture resistant your biggest thing if you're going to have screened uh, uh walls where moisture can come in from rain the biggest challenge you face is having a roof well, floor. <laughs> yeah. This, well, well, we are, we're actually, we're training in, we're actually putting windows into this now because it was a screen in porch. So we are changing okay. it into a four season room. So, um, and oh. we're going to do, we'll put a split system out there and uh, actually created a uh, more floor space to our house. Our square yeah, footage, yeah. I should say. Okay. Um, now in doing so, in doing so, uh, are are you going to have a foundation underneath these walls? Uh, yes, there's existing one now. Uh, what is is it? Thirty inches deep, two and a half feet deep down into the soil. I mean, real yes. chunk of concrete. Yes, uh, yes, they're uh, they're uh, they're already they're actually they're on a uh, a pier system. There are eleven piers that were poured, and they were uh, uh, twelve inch by uh, forty four foot deep piers okay. that were put on there, and they're all sitting up on. Uh, uh, four by four post uh, above it, and they were and they were uh, spaced every four foot apart to put the screens in year, years ago, and now we want to change that into an existing room, and it's a a, a uh, um, sixteen by twenty room, okay, and now we well, want to change point, that into it. My okay. point is, you need to hold this thing down. We used to we used to be really worried fifty years ago how to hold the thing up. Well, then these tornadoes <laughs> kept blowing away all our room additions, and we realized, oh, hey, you know, we really ought to nail this stuff really securely down to the ground. In comes all these seismic barriers. And so keep in mind, the plate that you put on that concrete down below really mm-hmm. needs to be fastened to that concrete securely. And ideally, if you can uh, drill them into the piers right through the concrete, that's even better because wind lift on a small room addition with windows is a big deal. So, so a tornado can suck that whole thing right off the concrete, and I wish it goes, you know. Okay. Like uh, so, so, yeah, so I would say I think they would, uh, could we just put uh, um, glue uh, down onto that uh, womanized plate and then anchor it into those piers and then into the uh, concrete itself too? 
Yeah, but you're going to need like four inch or six inch uh, concrete screws, metal anchors that bolt down into those piers to hold that first plate down, and then then you can put it all together from there up. Just be really thorough. Go way too far in holding this thing down. <laughs> okay, so make sure make sure it's properly anchored securely. And yes. um, my other question is, you said you put a vent in. So, how, what kind of vent would we put in? Um, the wall to uh, would it be just like a a, a screen vent uh, yep, just a screen on both vent. sides? It'll, yep, and it'll make your floor cold, no question about it. But if you don't, you'll have a dripping snowstorm going on there in the middle of the winter because you will heat. There'll be humidity down there trapped in that small box, you know, relatively small box with no way to come out, uh, and you'll literally have frost going on down there in the winter time just because that's where we live. All right, back together, home improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX. I apologize, a little bit of uh, technical difficulty there. I don't know what happened, but somewhere between you and me uh, disappeared. Uh, let's go to Diane and see what's happening with her. Diane, good morning. Welcome to KMOX. Hi. Help help. Um, good. Yes. Um, concrete for the steps, repair, and also driveway. Who would you recommend and what do I need to know as a consumer to watch out for? Is this repairing the concrete, Diane, or replacing? It's got, it, it, I, at this point, I think I want it replaced because I've had those two steps repaired twice. Yeah. And they didn't do a good job. And, it's, and, and, and now I'm at a point that who do you trust? Yeah. Well, and, the issue is old concrete like that, just it's like house, cancer. Right. My just, house was uh, in the era of 39, 40. Okay. And the owner that lived there was in the trade, so he built the house. Ooh, wow. Nice house. Yeah, it is. It's a bungalow, and I like it. Yeah. I, I would call uh, B&W Concrete. Uh, they know their concrete. The problem is they're, you know, six months. They're, they've got a very long backlog. They're so busy. And, and, well, you that's know, the okay. Good that's, ones... that's even good for me. That's even good for me. But I just want to know. I want to go in the right direction. And you're the second person that said that because I called another company that you are, KMOX. I heard it on KMOX. I don't know if I can say their name. But they don't do that, and they, and that was the first thing that the guy told me because he gave me another estimate for something else on the house. Okay, now I want to ask a question about the driveway. Now, on the driveway, when he when he built the house, the my I have an unattached garage, so okay. the driveway is I think um, I think I had an estimate a few years ago. I, I don't know if I'm calling the number right. One hundred and ninety. How do you call that feet? So I don't know how you call, how you calculate that, but that number comes to my head. But anyway, uh, as a drive, it, w- it was blacktop. But okay. as the driveway started, you know, doing what it's doing, I wanted to be because I'm kind of environmental, and I saw something on one of the home home channels, and yeah. they had taken um, and all of it is concrete, but it's you know. Uh, grind it up or whatever and when okay. they put it down there the the uh the more you drove on it it packed it down and they did all the things and that i kind of like that to be earth friendly okay but uh. then when you're coming cl- when you're coming closer to the front of the house and that black top is coming off underneath is concrete i don't know why he didn't just go concrete all the way 
and and not put the blacktop on there because I don't care what anybody says. With these floors, they do yellow because I've had that experience. Oh yeah, and I I don't want to go back with a blacktop. Understood. Well, asphalt uh, or whatever you call it. Asphalt is far less costly than concrete. Concrete is required sometimes at the front of the uh, driveway for trucks to turn around on it, Diane. So sometimes it's required that the first 8 feet or 10 feet, what's called the apron, you know, that flare-out part, be concrete from the city code. Um, And then from there back, uh, you can do a semi-permeable surface, which is what I think you're describing, which is kind of buried blocks where the water goes through. Um, Be careful. That stuff is even more expensive than concrete. So blacktop's your least costly. It will track in on your floors just like you know. Yeah, Uh, but I I don't want blacktop. But could I do something like what I was telling you I saw on HGTV some years ago? that they uh, they came in and they it's it's concrete but it's all it's all broken up or whatever is that possible in Missouri or do I have to do concrete all the way I think you have to have a paved driveway in uh city and county of St. Louis they're they're requiring it, it I don't think they really allow uh gravel and these semi-permeable things that you're describing have to be approved one by one uh, it'll take you a long right. time to get approval for that if you get it at okay, all. Okay, well, then I'm going to go with the guy that told me and came out and done that, did that measurement, just yeah. go uh, concrete all the way, and I prefer that. Yep, I think I just wanted to make plan. sure I'm on the right track. Um, no. Now, another question on the steps. Yep. When they come out to do the steps, I call it, to me it looks solid, and you see it in a lot of places around here, that it looks like, like the sidewall, the front sidewall, it. It doesn't look like that gray stuff where somebody did a repair. Right. I want the I want the top step that goes into the house. But when they do it, I want it to look like the top step. Then if you I, have I to don't replace all of it. it. Then it's all. I want the, the whole thing to... replaced, but I there don't want go. it to look like um, a gray chalky type stuff where I see people right. when they do repairs. Or they put in a new step. No, I want it to look like what the house looked like when he first put the steps in. Yeah, that's all new concrete, Diane. I'm going to have to get going here on time. Okay, that's fine. At least I'm, you, you got my questions answered. Thank you. You're welcome. Take care. And I think you're okay. doing. You're on the right path. Thanks for the call. Okay, thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Scott Mosby, Home Improvement, back on time. <clears throat> I'll be right back for more after this. Yeah, there we go. A little morning Saturday action here in this beautiful weather. Oh, my word. Hey, uh, for my gym, I got cut off earlier talking to Jim about building, excuse me, a three-season room. Excuse me. And it sounds to me, Jim, the piers that you described, I'm going through my notes before we got cut off here. I I think you're talking about a whole new room addition. Uh, bad news for for that, but all those piers that go down, what's necessary is a perimeter foundation, which also um, co- uh, performs as what's called a vermin barrier, which means it's a deep, solid concrete wall, uh, footings 30 inches below the surface grade, for below the frost line, below the surface grade, so you're down 30 inches, and a continuous wall, not just piers. Piers are fine for a, a porch, a deck, screen porch, uh, any structure like that, but when you're building a 
a habitable space, it really has a traditional footing and foundation. It can be a monopore, which means it's all uh, dug and poured at the same time. But I think you're going to need a whole new foundation. And in doing so, what you get out of that deal is the foundation can come up that 20 inches or 16 inches above the grade. You'll still need to vent it. But the issue is that all of that... um, a water or or, con, or or framing for that moisture. You still have to do all the moisture things. I, th- I think you're uh, you need a con you need a contractor or architect or something that's going to take you through this because I I think you're in a full blown uh, tear this whole thing off and add a room as in a room addition with traditional and full uh, services. I love your split system. I like where you're going and all of this. I just think that. It's far more involved in the floor joist system. Uh, And I would still probably use even treated lumber on the floor joist because you're so close to the soil there. Uh, Scott Mosby, Home Improvement, 314-436-7900, puts us together. We've got an hour and a half still on the Home Improvement Show, 314-436-7900. Let's go back to the phone lines here and talk to my other friend, Jim. Hey, Jim, good morning. Welcome to CamelX. How can I help, sir? Uh, Scott, thank you for taking my call. Uh, doing good. Uh, my project is uh, upcoming project is to install a new hood and fan over the kitchen stove. Uh, the ductwork, uh, six inches in diameter, I uh, was just going to punch a hole through the ceiling. Preliminarily or cursory look looks like uh, I might be uh, I might have a truss uh, coming right across that opening. Okay. Is uh, can I just flash around it? Do you think there'll be any problem? running the warm air around the truss on out through the roof? No, because you, you <clears throat> basically, uh, from a fire code standpoint, you could have a grease fire that then becomes a structure fire because of that duct or that yeah. duct uh, bridging around that truss. You need to miss that truss. That truss is gospel. Can't cut it. Don't cut it. I mean, exactly. if you do, you, you, it's big deal. Uh, what yes. I uh, might suggest is... Um, custom-made ductwork that bridges around that. So if if you're sure. using a six-inch vertical pipe, uh, you, if possible, you may use an eight-inch vertical pipe and have somebody custom make a uh, Y, basically, that goes around that uh, truss and then offsets at a 45 degree angle or a 30 but as you go up if you can't if you can't move it left or right either make the thing bigger you can actually have a visual 24 inch vertical pipe uh, that you're looking at but only but you, in reality your eight inch vent pipe is f- over to the far right or far left so you've got several choices on how to aesthetically handle that but you do own that 8-inch, needs to be galvanized steel, and has to be galvanized steel all the way up through to and past the roof material itself. Uh, the manufacturer of the uh, hood and fan just mentions uh, metal ductwork. Yeah, it's got to be galvanized steel. It cannot be aluminum. Um, no, not aluminum. Yeah, not aluminum. So, yeah, yeah I, I, spe- I don't yeah. know. But galvan- galvanized would be like uh, flu ductwork. Well, yeah, it's the same metal, but it's not insulated. Uh, you have to ex- you have to figure out what is code. Whoever is going to uh, sell you that hood um, can kind of explain this to you. But potentially, the building code looks at this ductwork as a blast furnace of fire from a grease ignition. Okay. 
So everything that go that they want it to be steel, not aluminum, um, and everything has to be um, uh, two inches or more away from combustible. So when you go up past that truss, you have to be two inches below it, two inches around it to the right, and two inches around it to the left because that ductwork will get blazing hot and potentially uh-huh. jar and ignite that that truss. See what I mean? Uh, yes, I do. So that now, uh, now back there... to, yeah. Are you? Yeah. Do you have the vis, the vertical space where visually you can build a large body and then have that eight inch duct go off to one side? You know that uh, it isn't centered, but the outside appearance is. Well, not really, because they're you know the the existing the the circular duct is uh, is going to be surrounded by you know stainless steel uh, cover. And there's really not room for a larger duct to, to go through. It's only about a two-foot, you know, uh, section, vertical section. But, uh, uh, yeah, no. That's a big deal. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, what, that's an enormous design challenge right there. Yeah, that's kind of what <laughs> I was thinking, too. Yeah. Is there no easy project? No, well, the issue is, uh, and this this is this is why we're licensed architects when we do kitchens because no matter what you do, no matter where you go, there you are. It's like no matter what happens, like the ductwork is asking to go right through the same place where oh, never mind that truss that holds the whole roof up. Not not that. Yeah, right. That's a big deal. I I would. Do you have the ability to rearrange your cabinets a little bit so that the vent hood goes somewhere else? Well, it's kind of, you know, right underneath the existing stove where it's the yeah. stove's not moving. So. Bummer. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> now you're into an unvented um, hood. You know what I mean by that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and, yeah, and it's just is, as I objectionable as your voice. Like, yeah, well, do I have to? <laughs> <laughs> You're in uh, the no, situation. Uh, you're picking the least bad decision, and sometimes design is exactly that. Right, right. Yes, I, I guess that is an option I could look at. I hadn't thought about that, but uh, okay. I'd We're, give a little more noodling good. to figure out how to get that duct up there and through and pass it around that truss somehow. Um, uh, does that eight-inch duct does that go through a cabinet, or is that exposed uh, visually? Uh, well, or six six inch duck. I'm sorry. Six inch, uh, I'm sorry, six inch. Yeah, no, it's just uh, open on the wall. I mean, you know, covered by stainless steel uh, yeah. cover. Um, and so well, it's, is it it's pretty pretty flush to the wall? Um, yeah. Huh. Well, I I don't know how to help you. That's a that's a major league problem. Um, structure <laughs> always uh, structure is number one, and fire avoidance oh, is number two. <laughs> uh huh. I appreciate your uh, pointing out the issues. and uh, This, well, yeah. look, this is where you kill the messenger. Like it. It's like, thanks, but no yeah. thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I, I knew there was an issue, and uh, when I finally did the cursory look and thought, nah, I'm not ready to proceed just yet here. So. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I'm, I'm tracking right. right there with you, Jim. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. Take care. Bye now. Uh-huh. Bye. Scott Mosby, Home Improvement. Again, this is how some of these simple projects become so complex. Um, uh, For example, uh, early 
in my career, uh, I was just a neighbor. I, you know, I was in the construction business, and my neighbor was was moving in from California, and he he was a billiards player. And he said, hey, Scott, you know, uh, stop by my house. I, I need you to help me uh, get this, you know, pool table put into my basement. And when I get over there, what I come to find out is he wanted to borrow a tool to cut the, the steel column out from underneath the beam in his basement because it was in the way for his pool table. And, you know, this guy was uh, very intelligent, but he just wasn't practically uh, versed in this. It's like, Jim, you can't. You can't pull that thing out. It's holding up your whole house. It is? Well, that, what's that big steel up there? So anyway, long and the short of it is um, he finally had a welder come in, an engineer design, a, a humongous steel beam that a welder basically beefed up this beam so substantially and added a couple of columns that he could put that pool table where he wanted. He was committed to having that. My point being that usually structural stuff that's there, there are options, but when they're not easy, you might as well just put a dollar sign and just a whole bunch of zeros behind whatever that digit is because when it's a challenge from the design on the get-go like that, that just means it's going to be very costly to achieve whatever that is. Or you come up with a whole different plan, as in Jim's case, maybe an unvented uh, uh, hood in the kitchen, which is not one of my top three choices at all. But, you know, in design, sometimes um, the choice is picking the least bad selection of items uh 314 let's see what's happening here with my buddy tim hey tim scott mosby good morgan how can i help you on KMOX? morning scott how are you fantabulous my friend with weather like this who's not happy <laughs> yeah no kidding yeah i got a question for you my well first off my house faces the south and it's got vinyl siding on it and uh I got one neighbor next door that's on the east, mm-hmm. and from, like, the top of the uh, uh, soffit down towards a, a specific angle of degree, I don't know what the degree is, but my siding is, like, melting, yeah. and it looks like I have a barbecue pit that was next to it. Uh, the only thing I can think of is reflection from the heat of the sun off of his window onto my siding is the only thing I can come up with. What's your thoughts? Oh, you are dead right. 100% accurate. Okay. It, Do I it need is to what it, yep. this window? <laughs> well, it, it, that, it's interesting like this, and we only discovered this. So, Tim, you know, the industry being what we are, and this is where I talk about technology sometimes gets ahead of training and experience. Well, they bought a whiz-bang, high-performance coated glass window and it has a phenomenal ability to reject heat well then you get an insulated piece of glass little vacuum on there and that glass kind of has it sucked in into a concave shape which is the same as a, a magnifying glass and it's bouncing yep. off of that glass right onto your siding and you are not alone but Man, the people that experience it, it is baffling. The issue, the way to handle that is to effectively put, uh, have your neighbor effectively put an exterior screen diffuser type something on the outside of his window. It looks a little funky. It'll take a while for him 
or her to figure out that, yes, this really is my issue, but whoever installed that window will understand this issue because it comes from very high-performance glass. Uh, kudos to yeah. them for doing exactly what they did, but, yeah. you know, Mother Nature and Beer and who she is, you know, we're all right. on our way to dust one way or the other. Yeah. Yeah, yeah good, good sleuthing, man. I mean, that you are in... Uh, I will tell you, the industry took us three, four years to figure this out. So, you know, yeah. good work, brother. Yeah, thank you. I just, uh, I got to replace that whole that whole wall of siding because I, I don't know if it's going to match up. You know, if I just replace certain parts wow. of it, so I'm going to have to just do the whole uh, side of the house there. And um, no big deal because uh, I guess it, something's got to be done, you know. Yeah, so, I don't. I, I don't know whether this is um, an insurance issue. I know enough to ask. I've not really uh, been through that, but I do know that the only way to stop this is that glass will continue to perform, and it's important that they put some something over that window that they can see through. So there are some screen materials or diffusers. It's it's kind of like a louver system. Uh, you can't really make it out of wood. It's like a metal louver so that they can look out the window, but that direct tracking micro or, or, or uh, magnifying glass uh, heat uh, stops at whatever that exterior um, cover is. Gotcha. All right. All right. Well, thank you very much. Uh, I love your show, and uh, keep doing what you're doing. Have a good one. Trying to convince you that you know he's melting your siding. Yeah. (laughs) Take care. Thanks, Dan. All right. Thank you. Bye. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX, isn't that, this is perfect, perfect, perfect example. People say, well, what do you do? You're you're kind of retired, you're kind of not, but you're, what do you do? Well, I study things like this. Um, it's kind of my outreach role, Mosby Building Arts, is frankly, Scott, what's moving faster than the industry that is causing problems for clients? Sooner or later, we're going to be called on some of this stuff. So you need to be the research and development bird dog to get out there and figure this stuff out. Well, that's why I'm made for that. I love this stuff. It's how I got on the radio. I just love figuring out the weird stuff. And boy, howdy, I'll tell you what, you know, Tim's got a a weird one here. Uh, So let me explain it one more time. If you have a cheap builder grade window and it it's not terribly it could be insulated but it doesn't have all these glass coatings on it basically developed by nasa on how do they reflect reject and keep the heat out of these capsules flying through so it's some sort of a coating a coating uh there are ceramic coatings that are on paint but glass coatings which um, you'll hear in all kinds of, of terminology, but they're reflective glass coatings that drop the UV and reflect it back. Well, if you have insulated glass that has any kind of a vacuum on it, which when you start putting coatings on glasses, you're on glass, you're on the upper end of window price. So they throw all the features into these windows, insulated glass, glass coating. You know, if you get into a situation, you have a salesman and he's got this heat lamp on one side and his hand on the other side and it's cool on the one. Well, that glass coating is rejecting, reflecting all of that heat back out. Where does it go? Well, it bounces off that glass. The sun comes out at an angle in the sky. And lo and behold, as the sun moves through the sky, 
that burning track of magnifying glass, you remember starting fires with your little magnifying glass when we were all kids, that tracks across Tim's vinyl siding. And in fact, I might even consider putting up a non-vinyl siding on that side just to insulate that uh, issue away, maybe a, a cement board siding, something like that that is non-combustible on the surface uh, might be one choice, but that that window um, literally is, uh, like a magnifying glass, reflecting that heat to such intensity that literally it looks like the vinyl siding was on fire. All right, well, I better step back and do a little business here on KMOX, take a short pause to come back for more. My name is Scott Mosby. This is KMOX 314-436-7900. Puts us together. We go all the way up until 1 o'clock, so bring it on, folks. We've got another hour of the Home Improvement Show. Back for more after this. This is the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Presented by Suburban Leisure Center. The place with the big red chair. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. All right, back together, wrapping up last few minutes of hour two of a three-hour show. We go up till one o'clock here on KMOX. Your retirement professionals follows this show at 1 p.m. We still have another hour. Bring it on. Let's go. 314-436-7900. Let's go see my friend and talk with Tom. Hey, Tom, good morning. How can I help you, my friend? Hey, Scott. Thanks for taking the call. Yes, sir. I have uh, I have a question about a deck. I, I've built a deck quite a while back. The structure is still very solid. The whole deck is made out of pressure-treated wood. The structure is very solid, but the floorboards have cracked and, and split from the sun. And I wanted to try to get those replaced. I've talked to a couple deck companies, and they they don't have any interest at all. They want to do a whole new deck, which is very expensive. And I'm wondering if your company or you know somebody that would – take on the job of just replacing the floor for the deck oh sure it's uh i'm surprised um unless they judge that frame system to be uh not good enough uh if there's something uh, either the footings uh, what you're really into is a business process decision can i put can i yeah can i offer a quality warranty to you on just part of the deck because if the deck falls then as a knowledgeable professional i should have known that that deck was going to fall so they're making business decisions but decking on good structures get changed all the time i think you're more into uh, a lack of um, labor frankly i I think they're picking and choosing Mm -hmm. what kind of jobs they want according to the risk involved but what you're requesting is not out of the norm at all Well, I thought it shouldn't be, but uh, most of their comments from all the deck companies was, well, we can't assume the liability for putting part of a deck on. We have to do the whole thing. Yeah. And uh, I I just don't – a couple of them didn't even hardly look at the structure underneath to see how solid it was. So uh, if I call your company, I could have somebody come and give me a price on doing something like that? Oh, yeah, yeah. And what you're up against is uh, – some of it is it's – Well, a lot of uh, decks fall and decks have been in the news and they are very bad PR. And some of these deck companies have been sued royally. Um, Mm -hmm. And so wisdom to them is uh, uh, they do decks. They know how to do decks. Um, Yes, right. We know how to inspect decks. So, frankly, we may give you the same answer. but But if we give you that answer, it's probably because we don't really trust your structure. 
uh, or okay. do. You see what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah, and I would trust I would trust your outfit to give me an honest answer. I I don't know that I'd get get that from the deck companies. Well, the, the deck companies have salesmen. Um, our right. sales exactly. our salespeople typically built most everything you know before they are, you know for a long time before they got to helping, you know, being a salesperson. So, Right, right. Well, it, I'll call your call your office on next week and see if I can set up a schedule for someone to come and take a look at it. Sounds good. We'd be glad to help you. And, and even, even if we aren't glad to help you, we'll help you anyway as far as here's what needs to happen, here's where it is, and this is who you yeah, might be looking for. But, you know, I mean, we'll, we'll help you one way or the other. We we. Anyway, that's just how we're built. It's it's part of the CAMWEX, uh, you know, expectation is, you know, if you come out here, tell me the truth, give me some good information, move me forward down the road, and, you know. Yep. I, I suspect I, we'll, we'll – we've been here before. I agree. I, I think that's a very good idea. So I, I will follow up and call your company next week, and uh, we'll see where we can go from there. Okay, Tom. Take care. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Bye now. Bye-bye. And there we go. That's kind of our role in the industry is uh, help me, you know, uh, whatever way it is. So anyway, interestingly enough, uh, a redecking an existing good structure, there may need to be joist hangers added. There may need to be some new through bolts on how the deck is connected to the house and all of that. Anyway, back for hour three on Camwex after this. <laughs> 